the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show today. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times I'm here all by myself with Cheyenne or some other executive producer. But today I've got a special guest, and he's special to me. And his name is Daniel Soto. Welcome aboard here. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you. And we're going to be talking about perseverance. And so, Daniel, I, I kind of warned you a little bit. This is your first time on radio, and, and thank you so much for just putting yourself out there. And I know that it's kind of scary and, and uh, uncomfortable. And But I also know that you, you um, challenge yourself to be that way, to address those situations. And you do it almost on a daily basis at Ecola. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you, number one. And uh, I just want people to get to know you. And all of us have a story. All of us have a story of uh, what we've been through. And, you know, um, sometimes we make good choices. Sometimes we make bad choices. But all in all, everything works out for a reason. And uh, you're no different than that. And I had asked for you to just share your story with our listeners because I feel that when we tell other people our stories, and this goes for every single person listening right now, when you become vulnerable and transparent enough to share your story with others and how you know life has maybe been overcoming at times but and overwhelming, and then you overcome through perseverance, uh, Daniel has his own story. So I asked him to just share a little bit about his story with you so you can kind of get an idea of of his childhood and what he's been through. And then we'll move forward into where he is now. And it's, it's, it's a, quite a story. So, Daniel, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what it was like to be Daniel growing mm-hmm. up? Wow. Uh, I I'm, I'm come from a family of, at that time, uh, it was five of us, my sister, my brother, and my parents. Growing up, 81, San Fernando Valley, um, family had a lot of issues, you know, in the past as far as parenting. Um, I, I don't know that they necessarily thought childhood through and raising kids. And, um, you know, there's a lot of abuse and, and drugs and just a lot of chaos, you know, through that time. And um, I recently had the conversation with my mother as well in regards to this. And she said, you know, ever since I was born, um, one of the things I really was focused on is is I just knew what a family should be. And um, I fought long and hard because I knew that what we were delivering, that's not what a family should be. Um, and obviously, over that foundation, you know, there was a lot of challenges throughout my years and times. But um, but that obviously leads us to where we're at today. So what kept you on this road? Um, you could have so easily given in and uh, been just like what you grew up and what you knew, because a lot of people do that even though they say in their heart of hearts that they don't want to be like their mother or their dad or they don't want to just do those certain things that they felt at the time when they were a child that they didn't work well for them, they end up doing it anyway just because it's what they know. 
what prevented you or what kept you accountable to hold you to a different standard? Um, the desire was obviously there embedded in me, and I, I wanted it. But I think the most important part is really taking some time by yourself and stripping yourself down to nothing and, and, and being honest with yourself about your actions and how you're reacting to people and how you treat people and uh, the results that you're gaining and taking responsibility for that, um, which is a tough thing to do. Yeah, it is. It's not easy. So was there a family that uh, you came in contact with that helped you realize that your your family of origin was dysfunctional? Was there someone that emulated a good family life that you said, I want what they have? Yeah, there, there was quite a few friends that I came across. Um, a lot of people in my life have helped me to continue on that journey and, and see what the difference was between right and wrong and what felt good. Um, you know, you, you've been a huge part of that. Nicole has been a huge part of that um, here in the future. But yes, growing up, there was a few of my closest friends that their family was functioning properly, at least on the outside. And um, and yes, I, I, I took note of those things. So are you a believer now? I am a believer. And when did that happen and how did that happen? Um, I always believed in God and Jesus uh, in my heart. I necessarily didn't voice it uh, to others, and that's where you really start to become more strengthened in your your belief is when you start sharing that belief with others um, and adapting those principles inside yourself. Um, When did that happen? I always had hope. There was always something in my heart that let me know I can, I can as long as I stayed strong and focused, uh, things were going to give and change. Um, so I, I don't know to give you an exact answer or date when that happened, but um, I've always believed that there was something greater than myself that was supporting and watching over me. Okay. And so you've been married for how long? Going together on 15 years, been married for 11 and you have some beautiful children. I do. Yes. We have beautiful children. Yes, and their ages and... Nine and 12, Taylor and Savannah. Yeah. yeah two girls. Two girls, and they're mm-hmm. wonderful young girls, and um, you have a very vital role in their well-being and their lives, and you take that very seriously. I do. Yeah. So how do you manage to work and fulfill being a dad, the kind of dad that you did not experience when you were growing up, I think? Right. Yeah. No. I, I so didn't. How do you do that? Um, the affection definitely wasn't there, and 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 you're absolutely right. A lot of times you could develop um, these habits just based off of uh, exposure. You know what you're exposed to. I think you actually had a conversation with me about that at one time about you are what you expose yourself to. Um, I, tr- I I I'm a big fan of business. I'm good at business. I'm mm-hmm. good at working with businesses and. Um, the functionalities of it. And I utilize those same principles with my household and my children, you know, um, stopping and listening, caring about your kids, finding out what their needs are and finding a solution and then trying to keep things. um, The word I'm looking for is a a good structure and a healthy structure for them. Mm -hmm. What do you base that on? Uh, The principles of the book, you know, Jesus, uh, my heart, praying, listening, seeking answers. Uh, it kind of all goes hand in hand together. So in your lifetime, have you ever turned a dream into reality? Yeah. Yeah. Um, being married for this long, uh, <laughs> having beautiful children. I mean, we both have sons from previous relationships, uh, and, and my stepson and my sons are wonderful, um, 
attributes to our, you know, obviously the larger of our family. Um, this just being with you right now is a, a dream turning into a reality, you know, um, having the responsibility I do at the company, buying a home a year and a half ago, um, having straight A students as children, um, waking up every morning, sober, happy, and ready for life. You know, all, all these dreams uh, have become a reality. Mm-hmm. But they did start as dreams. They did. They did. And hopes. Do you have a list? I do. I, is I it just in list. your brain or is it on paper? Partially on paper. Actually, you know, that's an interesting thing because I had done a uh, performance planner quite some years ago and mm-hmm. I recently had opened that up and I had wrote down some of these dreams that I had, such as buying a house and being married and uh, my responsibility and career. And I just opened that book about a year ago and I haven't looked at it for six years. And all those things that I had written down has actually transitioned into reality. That's why um, the experts will always let you know that journaling is a really good thing to do and having a prayer notebook because it's hard to remember the prayers sometimes that we pray. And then when they actually come true, it's nice to be able to go back and say, oh, my goodness, look at that. That prayer that I prayed five years ago, it is now it has come true. And there is proof to back this up that when you write things down, it's holding you accountable in your mind. It's holding you accountable. And sometimes we forget what we write down. But then, like Daniel said, he looks at a book that he wrote things down five years ago, and now all of a sudden, voila, um, those things that he wrote down have come to um, to be actually there. Yeah, truth. And, and that's truth, yes. Mm-hmm. So so there's a lesson in that, isn't there? I mean, the lesson that I that I received just now from Daniel was, quite a few actually, if I would summarize what we've already talked about, is that he had in his mind that he had to do an identification of what he had and be real truthful about it, what what was, and then and then what is, and then what what will be. For instance, he knew in his family of origin that what he was experiencing really wasn't, I, I will say in my own words, um, what God's plan for his life was. But in going through that, there was a new appreciation and a new understanding as to how important what God wants for us is. But we sometimes don't realize that until we're in it or through it. But somehow somebody had to show you something different or you would think that that is normal. True. So someone along the way emulated something different and you liked what you saw and you liked how you felt. Okay. So with that, for everyone, you can be on either side of the coin on this on you can be um, the leader that is leading by example or you can be um, assessing your current situation and saying you know this doesn't feel good this doesn't um, look good and I really want to make a change and whether it's verbally or written or in your mind there is a switch a change that happens in our heart normally sometimes in our mind a choice that will cause us to change. And I'm hoping that the Sufri show is an example of that and also that it gives you um, the ability and the freedom to assess your personal situation to say, you know what, I want to make a change here and I'm going to start with the person in the mirror, which is yourself, of course. And so, Daniel, you have worked with E. coli, termite, and pest control for how long? Going on seven years. Seven wonderful years. Lucky number. And can you explain to the listeners how, first of all, you found E. coli 
and then what progression happened? Wow. Because um, I don't remember how you found us. I found Ecola through an ad. I, I want to say it was on the internet, uh, maybe Craigslist or whatnot um, at the time. And I had done telemarketing for about 18 years. And uh, for those out there that have done telemarketing, um, it's a grind. It's a hustle. It's almost like an NA meeting, not AA meeting. It's sort of, you know, a lot of cigarettes and coffee, um, which I could have kept doing for the rest of my life. But it, I, I'm sure glad that I found E. Cola because um, it kind of was in line with what I wanted for my life. You know, obviously I was good at sales and the commission was there and I had made a good living at doing that. But the the lifestyle and, and what I wanted to bring home to my family and a lot of the principles I wanted to build just – you know, uh, I, I found that at E. Cola. Okay, so you called and had an appointment mm-hmm. and came in. Who'd you talk to? I got to have an interview uh, briefly with Daniel Master Leonardo. Okay, and then, he was uh, my assistant. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he had introduced me to you. Okay. And what, can you remember what that was like? Yeah, yeah. You're smiling. Yeah, it was... Didn't hurt too bad? No, no, <laughs> you know, there was... It, it seems so... Natural. I mean, definitely there was a nervousness there and a hope that uh, I remember because I remember when I got the acceptance with the job offer and I had actually replied to Daniel or not to Daniel. I meant to reply to my wife and say, uh, I got the job. You know, I love you. And I actually sent it to Daniel. <laughs> so it was kind of a funny joke after I had got hired. I did not know that till yeah. just right now. That's so, so it was, funny. It was pretty funny. Yes, you're listening to The Sue Free Show on KKLA 99.5. And listen, if you're listening on a San Diego station or a Ventura station or a Santa Maria station, L.A., Orange County, we are syndicated and we are going up and down the state of California. And with the Internet, we're all over the world. So I'm just so grateful and thankful for that. And it humbles me every time I think about that. And this show has been on the air for over 10 years. And so you can go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. Check it out. There are videos. There's Sufri's TV there. There are I am's, like who you are, what Christ says about you and who you are, which is really helpful in in, uh, transforming your mind. Uh, And what else is there? There are um, podcasts. All of our podcasts are there. And so there's subject matters there that, you know, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're dealing with, there's probably a podcast to go along with that. So I welcome you to do that. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, .com. And so we're back with Daniel Soto here, and we're talking about, um, right now, we're talking about perseverance, and we're talking about Daniel's perseverance and how it's brought him from where he was to where he is now. And uh, it's really a wonderful story. And our relationship has just grown in the seven years that he's been with Ecola because he started out as as what I hired you customer because, service manager yeah yeah customer service because he was used to being on the phones and selling and uh, everything so he was working in the office and it was full of girls full of women and uh, you were in there and you learned you know you've just progressively learned more and more about the workings of Ecola mm-hmm. yeah. I, I did yeah um, it was a tough journey there was a few in there that were kind of tough cookies and didn't want to share wealth of information. But uh, Yes, that happens sometimes. Yeah, when you're patient and you just you know, try to be a fly on a wall and pay attention, you, you usually could pick up the information. So uh, I'm, I'm glad for that, uh, going through that. The customer service got me to know the functionalities of the business really well. Right, that's the heart. Mm-hmm. The heart is the call center. 
Uh, we have six offices and all the calls come into a central location and from there we disperse all the scheduling and, and the leads and everything and it goes from one, one location out to the, the different offices. And so, um, you know, I, E.C.O.L.A. doesn't hold anybody back. The opportunities to grow and, and progress are, are there. It just depends on the tenacity and the word of the day is perseverance, the perseverance of the person. And Daniel's just the ideal picture of what it's like to be a person who is persevering through and, and moving up the ladder. So you started there in mm-hmm. the call center. And then what happened? Um, I had the opportunity and the advantage of getting to, um, you know, see you on a daily basis and talk with you and the employees. And I just kept working and learning more and learning more. And as I learned more and showed that I knew more, uh, opportunities kept arising to myself within the company. And and it's just, uh, it's been such a blessing for me. What are some of the lessons you've learned along the way? Putting you on the spot now. Uh, What are some of the lessons that you've learned? Uh, patience, follow through. Um, I mean, I had a lot of that, uh, but it definitely was very useful for me within the company is uh, doing what I said I would do. Um, being a person of your word. Being a person of my word. Um, servant's heart. It servant's comes to heart. mind. Uh, yep. Definitely that's helped me a, a ton is being helpful for others. I think if you help enough people get where they want, you'll always get where you want. Mm-hmm. There's been so many fantastic things. Uh, just the, the caring part, being able to care for a customer. Um, has been a huge thing opposed to telemarketing. We know how telemarketing can be, and uh, it's not always in the best interest of the customer. Um, but but Ecola has been able to give me a platform where I can provide something to a customer and be very confident about this, the opportunity I gave to them. So one of the things that um, I say all the time is whenever there's a problem, it's an opportunity for better, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. say that all the time. All the time. And, you know, um, when you get into management, you are a problem solver. That's what you do. So you're looking for the problems. And sometimes you're not looking for what went right. You're looking for what went wrong mm-hmm. because you're always striving for better. And uh, that, that is a good thing and not a good thing sometimes because sometimes there's, there's got to be a balance of looking for the reward or the way to go versus, okay, what, what went wrong on that situation? Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you view problems as opportunities? What do you do with that? Um, I would say problems are only a problem if a solution is not attempted. Um, That's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, you first off got to find out what happened, how to fix it. What What is the real problem there? And then once you find that and, and settle the platform, then you can start working on a, a way to avoid that happening again. So to give you a little kudo and a little applause, uh, I do this not just on the radio. I do this, you know, at the office, and I I just um, am very thankful for Daniel. But something that he does that is not – it's a skill. And uh, something he does is he listens very well. He asks the right questions. He listens very well, and he tries to dive in and get to the root of the problem, which is something we all need to be doing when we have a situation where there is a problem, is you got to get to the root. Sometimes it takes more than one or two or three questions. It could take up to seven questions before you actually get to the real down deep. So he does that. And another thing he does is we might have a situation where we think that this could be a huge expense to make it right. And what he will do is he will look at the situation and come up with other ways to solve the problem that are a win-win because we're always looking for the win-win, 
in in the situation. We're not looking to take advantage at all. We want to listen, and if we're responsible, then we want to fix it. But there's more than one way to fix the problem. And so you look at every avenue and everything, and I think that what really stands out is the communication you have with me to keep me in the know because he always wants to run things by me so that I'm in the know. And also, I might have something he doesn't, and he might have something I don't. But together as a team, we work really well. Um, but I would say that if, if I was going to put anybody in a situation to get things to a win-win, uh, Daniel is the person I would choose. And it's because you've proven yourself time mm-hmm. and time again. Um, and people afterwards, you know, they are, like, really upset maybe. And then with a little bit of time with Daniel, they become – Daniel's best friend and Nicola's, you know, cheerleader. Yeah. Because, you know, in any business, if you can make a wrong or right, they say that that makes uh, the customer even more loyal to you than if you had done everything right from the very beginning. So, so that's an interesting thing. But, yeah. but you do that very well, Thank along you. with many other things. Okay. So, right now, Daniel, as he said, he's been with us seven years at Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And in that time, he came in as a, he was a telemarketer. We hired him as a a CSR, and then he became manager over all of the call center with very little time at all. And then he wanted to get his license to um, do pest control. And then he wanted to get his license for termite. That might have been reversed. I don't know. But he he wanted to get any licensing he needed. And then he wanted to get in the field. And he wanted to understand from the field point of view what it's like to be them in the field. And then he was the IT guy, and he still is the IT in-house guy. I have an outside guy, Sasha, but I have an inside guy, and that's Daniel. So we look at him for any phone issues, any computer issues, minor issues, for getting your password, blah, blah, blah. Um, So he does all of that. Um, You know, anything that is needed, Daniel is there and willing to tackle whatever it is that needs to get done. As a business owner, I can say that when you're uh, in a position of, of trying to find somebody that can problem solve and, and take that off of your plate, it's a wonderful blessing. And Daniel is a wonderful blessing to me. And he repeatedly, nonstop almost, says that I am the same <laughs> with him. So it's kind of a mutual um, cheerleading thing, I think, for both of us. Mm-hmm. So what has been the biggest obstacle you've overcome in life or career? Because you've probably had many obstacles. Being a good role model. Being a good role model. I say that all the time, that even when you think nobody's looking, there's somebody looking. Mm -hmm. There's somebody watching you. And I know the answer to this already, but who would you say that it's most important that you are a good role model to? My daughters. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I would bet that you want your daughters to expect to be treated the way daddy treats them or even better. Even better. Even better. Mm -hmm. I've suggested that you take them on date nights, huh? Yep. And and open their door for them and, you know, pull out their chair for them at the restaurant just to teach them that that's what they should expect. Yeah, treat them. Yeah, daddy's night, a date night with dad. It's a wonderful thing. We did this with our kids too, and it's a wonderful thing to do. So... um, Biggest obstacle, That's it's not um, a one-time thing, is it? No, it's continuous. <laughs> it's definitely continuous. But um, it gets a lot easier over time. Repetition, repetition mm-hmm. of good things. I think repeating that, it just becomes a natural habitat for you. So we haven't mentioned any scriptures or anything that go along with perseverance. And in Romans 5.3, it says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope so we will be back with more of the sue free show 
right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. I am just so thankful for Ecola to be able to sponsor this show. And listen, if you think you might want to sponsor this show, I want to talk to you. So get in touch with me by going to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And let's just talk. Let's talk to see if this would be a good fit for you. I will tell you that we do have multiple stations that are playing this show. And so it might be that you're only in one of the areas, and that's fine. We can do that. If you're just in San Diego, you're just in Ventura, that's fine. Because you don't want to extend past your signal area, because then you're going to get people that want your service, and they can't. you can't provide it because you're too far away. So we can work that through, and we can work that out. So just get in contact with me, please, on that. Um, also, I wrote a book on learning to breathe, and it is not a yoga book. People say, is that a yoga book? And I'm like, no, it's not a yoga book. It's learning to breathe is about asthma, and it's about um, it's a lot more than that. It's about my life story for a certain period of time. And so people that read it, they think that they're going to read a book about asthma, which my son, chronic asthmatic, is 37 uh, at two, we found out he had asthma, and I almost lost him a couple times. And so I set out to find out how I could prevent him from having asthma attacks and to realize the triggers. And so in writing this book, it really came in uh, a very good time for me, and it's a book that can help anybody because asthma is becoming even more 
prevalent now because of different things. But uh, a lot more people have asthma now. So if you know somebody that has asthma, if you have a child with asthma or you are an asthmatic, you should get the book and you can get it on SueFreezeFeltLikeFriesOneWord.com. Okay? Also, I recommend the IMs. Go on there. Look for the button for the free IMs. You can get them free. And they really help with understanding who you are in Christ. And I really recommend it highly. It's really helped a lot of people. I just want to connect with you. I want to connect with you right where you are. God wants to connect with you right where you are. You don't have to change a thing. God will accept you right where you are. So just understand that, that he loves you just as you are. But you know what? Things will happen and and you will want to change just based on understanding who you are in him. But he gives you the strength and the courage to do that. So this is part two of uh, Perseverance, and I have my guest here with me, and his name is Daniel Soto, and he's been through a lot in his childhood, as so many of us have been, and he's talking about what has held him and what has directed him to become where he is and who he is right now, and I think that the message that he has is so important for us because no matter what you've been through, there's a lesson in it, and we can become bigger and better because of it, but it's all in our attitude and our choice on how we're going to deal with each and everything that comes our way. Would you agree with that, Daniel? Yeah, it really hits home, especially for right now. Right. People, yeah. You just had, you, you mentioned it in the, in, the, in the first section, part one, um, that you just had a real big breakthrough with a family member that you, I, I really, if it's okay, yeah, I know it's yeah. really early and close to your heart yeah. but it's something that we've been praying for for a long time and you had to make a decision and this is so important for you to hear this right now is that when people are not helping you be better then sometimes we have to put a line in the sand and we have to have a healthy boundary and daniel probably can explain it better than i am but he had to make a decision on he is the father of his children and he is the protector over his family so he had to make a decision to put a line in the sand to say, if if these things, this respect can't happen, if this kindness can't happen, then I've got to remove my family from being uh, involved with that. Yeah. Right? So you did that, and it was probably one of the hardest things you've ever had to do. It was very hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And so the time frame of that and uh, what it took to get you to the point where you needed to do that. And then the success story that you began to say a little bit about that just happened. I mean, really right. just happened. I can think, you go um, into this? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I can go into it. Your I, mom's I, probably going to listen to the show. I know. She is. Yeah. <laughs> she is. But yeah, I but think she'll okay. appreciate yeah. it because I think that your mom has made breakthroughs in her own life. She's made a uh, – I'm really proud of her. Yeah. I'm really so proud am I. Her, I don't I mean, even know her. Yeah. But been, I'm proud of her too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just kind of goes back to what I was saying on the first segment was that um, you got to be honest with yourself, you know, Um Obviously, in my heart, family is something that I bonded and wanted to keep together forever. But sometimes it's not always the best idea, you know. Um, and I just I had to listen. I had to listen to my wife. I had to speak with, you know, and pay attention to my children and, and make the right decision for my family. And, yes, if something is toxic, whether it's your best friend, a neighbor, or even a family member or your own parents um, – you got to separate yourself so you can create healthy boundaries. And in return, not only are you just isolating yourself from them, but hopefully the, the goal is to grow together and then come back together, you know. Um, so it was about a six-month, seven-month period of uh, 
of not addressing this, but I would say it's been over decades of time that I've been waiting for some type of responsibility other than me taking the responsibility for my own actions. And, um, my, you know, my mom apologized to me for all the exposure and the, um, situations. You've been wanting to have healing from this relationship between mother and son Mm -hmm. for how many years? Uh, 24, 25, probably. And that 24, 25 years, listen to this, okay? So don't give up hope, you guys out there. Don't give up hope. Mm -hmm. Because 25 years of pain, 25 years of hurt, of, you know, not closure Mm -hmm. of the situation took 25 years. But in the last week or two weeks, there was a conversation. Yeah, there was a conversation. But before uh, the conversation... You had to put your foot down, and how long ago was that? Where it's about seven, we had a long six talk months, about six months. About yeah, it was it. before Thanksgiving, right? right. And you so know, a little Thanksgiving, more than that, actually. So yeah, yeah. And and you needed to make some tough decisions and put your foot down. And there was so much reverb. There was so much backlash mm-hmm. from that decision and guilt and shame and all of those things that come when people are used to having people act and respond a certain way and then when you change don't expect everything to be smooth when you change don't expect that if you do something different because everybody's comfortable with how things are and in relationships you get what you tolerate you get what you tolerate and so daniel decided he wasn't going to tolerate this anymore and he had a responsibility as the role model and protector of his family and he had to put his family first before his family meaning his mom and family, right. sisters, whatever. And so you had to do that. And we had multiple talks about it. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. It was a hard thing for me, you know. Um, I, I looked the opposite way when things were not correct sometimes just to save face for my family, you know. Peacemaker. Yeah. They call that the peacemaker. I was the peacemaker in my family. And I just kept trying to roll it over and say it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, mm. when it really does matter. It does. And when it's just you, you might be able to take all that abuse. But when you have other people that are involved, then you've got to put your foot down sometimes. And you did that. And I did. it took courage. I did. It was and, tough. And you need to be able you needed to be able to cut that relationship completely off if you needed to. Yeah, they and need to be silence, take, yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. You were having a hard time with it. It was. A really hard yeah, time. Yeah, a really hard time. But look at look what happened. It's been fantastic, and I would say, too, as far as the relief that I had come off of my shoulders with just hearing the apology, I would also want people to understand that if there's something that you should apologize for to somebody else, I hope you hear that, too, you know, because that's that's important, because I know it took a lot out of her, you know? It's so easy to justify things and make light of it when it comes to you accepting responsibility for an action, but um, if there's somebody out there that you feel like you need to apologize or create some type of closure it is the biggest thing and it has been the biggest relief for me i mean it, it's taken years off of my that weight off my shoulder it just feels sure. like years of aging right yeah yeah i can see it no, thanks you look 10 years younger well fantastic yeah yeah so it was not easy but it's been worth it it's been worth it so that would be what you would tell people is is that it was worth it definitely definitely right. And so where are you now? Now, see, there's a trust factor here, okay, because there's been an unjust done for a long period of time. So now we have this beginning of healing and a restructuring of relationship on a healthy ground. Mm -hmm. It's like starting the foundation from the very beginning and moving forward. How quickly do we move? What What are the boundaries that we set? 
It's like in business, there's expectations for the customer. There's expectations for the company. Mm -hmm. And we need to be clear on what those expectations are moving forward on what is okay and what is not okay. And what's the expectations moving forward? So how do you do that in a relationship? Like this is new. This is a whole new you tip your toe in the water. Tip you know, your toe. it's it's kind of goes back to like your horseback riding. You know, right. when you had your accident, I'm sure you'd loved riding horses and you'd want to get back on. But the last thing you're going to do is go on some beefy stallion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, True. This morning, I took advantage of that opportunity. You know, it wasn't like everything's flowers and roses again. It's just a fresh, clean start. And um, I, you know, texted this morning. Have a good day. I love you. I hope you have a good day. And, and just tipping my toe in the water, you know, haven't been put into a situation where we have to make those strong decisions again, but um, hopefully the the relationship will build in a healthier, healthier fashion. And I'm believing that that will happen, but it only happens when you're guiding it. You know, mm-hmm. you have to guide it and, and those boundaries need to be set and no line, you know, you put that line in the sand and no one can step over it without there being a consequence for mm-hmm. that. So as long as everybody's clear on that, you know, then then the healing will continue and your children will be able to enjoy grandma, right. which would be a wonderful blessing, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be great. Right. Yeah, everybody deserves that. Your sisters even, too. There's some healing going on there. Yeah, too. there's some healing. It's just the, the heat caution. They think their actions through more when dealing with mm-hmm. myself or my family, mm-hmm. which is huge. You know, and they are expecting you calling them out on something that might not be appropriate. Right. And that's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Because maybe it's dysfunctional. It's dysfunctional relationships, and sometimes we don't know anything but that. Right. And so when somebody has a desire to have a functional relationship, which, you know, I don't know if there's a completely 100% functional relationship. I think we're all dysfunctional to some degree. It's the degree of dysfunction mm-hmm. that makes the difference. And we are working towards being functional. And how you do that is through what? Choices and actions, paying attention. Communication. Communication. Yes. Um Letting your uh, letting the other person know where you stand with things, you know, and how you view it and your perception. You said in the first in the first um, segment, you said that uh, when you're dealing with customers, you're trying to listen carefully to what the real issues are. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you also said that a lot of the lessons that you've learned at work, you have brought home. And see, there's there's an ideal situation where it's problem solving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we have also had the conversation and all of you husbands and wives are going to really get this right now is, is that it's, it's so easy to talk about someone else's problem and try to fix a problem that's outside of your own heart and your own personal situation. But when it comes to being you, those defenses come up mm-hmm. and we become defense. We, 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 we want to put our defenses up. So when we're listening to the person that's really feeling like they're attacking you, Mm-hmm. Okay, our defenses go up, and then it's hard for us to be like a problem solver, right? Because you're part of the problem, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, right? So you started smiling when I said this because I knew where you were going. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, she's really going deep right here. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. It's good. You know it's that good. I do that. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I mean, I, I first off just want to take a minute to tell you once again how much I appreciate you, oh, thank and you. Um, thank you for being that shoulder to lean on and talk with and work through these things with with myself it's just that's what you give to your employees you know and, and i've i've had a special relationship with you just uh 
because like I was telling you on the way here that I, I just feel like I've known you forever. But you do. You open that door policy. And if, for those that want to take advantage of walking through that door to talk with you. And it's just been a blessing. Thank you. Um, oh, we were talking about uh, communication. How it's personal. Yeah, it's personal. It's, when it's personal, it's hard to not let your defenses <clears throat> go up. When it you're is. dealing with a work-related issue, you're It's so much with... easier. Yes, yeah, it's so it much is. easier because I'm stepped outside the box. I yeah. can see what the playing field is and where right. this went wrong. But So what, what would you suggest for those husbands out there that when the wives want to have that talk, mm-hmm. I just want to have a talk and everybody's going, the guys are going, oh, no, please, not again. Just listen. Just listen for a while. And with no defenses with up. With no defenses up. And I think that one of the biggest advices I've gotten so far is when – uh, you can take the opportunity to say, do you want me to fix this or do you want me to listen? Um, it's a tough thing to do, especially for me, especially for a problem solver. You know, you want to fix it immediately. You don't want the problem there. What's the problem? Let's figure it out. Let's get it done. Relationships and love and marriage, it just don't work that way. You know, there's got to be patience and understanding. And sometimes some people just want to talk. Sometimes when we, as a woman, Mm -hmm. sometimes when we talk, we can hear the solution because we hear us talking. Mm -hmm. And so when I went through counseling, they they would say, you got to tell your husband, I don't want you to fix this. I just want you to listen. Or the guy can say, do you want me to help you with this or do you want me just to listen? Mm -hmm. And that's what you were saying. Yep. Yeah. We just had this conversation last week. So I'm... I'm glad that you were listening. <laughs> anyway, so when you found yourself faced with this, what steps do you take to begin the process of overcoming this challenge? So we were talking about overcoming a challenge. Mm-hmm. And what steps did you take? Did we already go over that? Or is there anything you would expound upon on? Oh, I mean, there's just so much. I think uh, the biggest one is just don't give up hope. I mean, that's the whole point of this topic of the show today, right? It's perseverance. Yeah. Um, Keep on keeping on. That That <laughs> moment of failure that you feel it's typically that feeling that you're going to have right before you succeed. Mm, like that. The problem is, is that so many times we get there and we get frustrated and we get impatient and we say, you know what, forget it. We throw our hands up and we turn away, not knowing that what we wanted this whole time it's, is on the other side of that door. It's just right there. It it's right almost there. right there. Yeah. And the good thing about waiting and patience is that over time, the answer will come to you. Sometimes mm-hmm. God doesn't want you to have it at that moment. Um, but if you're patient and just either put it to the side for the men and slowly peck at it, um, God will always deliver when it's the right time, when it's supposed to be. That's really good. So there's some scriptures that go along with perseverance. So I want to give the scriptures because I think we need to be biblical in our thought process. And sometimes people don't know where to even look. So, you know, if you go to Bible Gateway on your computer and you type up any word you want to look up, you can look it up and it's going to give you the word or the sentence if you have an idea. So we looked up perseverance and... Um, Here's, here's what it says, Second Thessalonians 3, 5, May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Hebrews 12, 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Did you hear that? The race that's marked out for us. We all have a race to run. We were all created for a specific purpose. We have to persevere in wherever we are in order to win that race. So you're winning in your race. Do you feel like you're in alignment with what God is intended for you? Do you feel like things are going the way you want them to go? Do you see breakthroughs? Yes, you do. Yeah. You know, 
Do you have a five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan? I got to sit down and recreate that. Yeah. I mean, there's you've a, hit a lot of your goals. a lot of my why. goals, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Yeah, so I'd it's like time to see to that sit, goal list. I think it's time to be sit great. down and, and revisit that. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely time to revisit that. So if somebody's looking for a new career and they're not sure what to do, I know you didn't wake up one morning and say that you wanted to be in the pest control business. Never. But I do definitely want people to understand that there is an opportunity here for those that are interested in in a new career. And, and since you do work for Ecola, can you just tell tell the people they might have a son or a daughter or someone else? We have five minutes left. So why don't you give this time to um, explaining that and then we'll end with. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, you know, um, you're right. I did not expect or assume or ever think that I would be in the pest or termite world. Um, but I remember the first company meeting that I did, it was shortly after I was hired. Uh, we do our company annual meeting in January every year where we come together and talk about the industry and learn new techniques and uh, get all the license uh, credits that we need and just get to share each other, you know, as a group and as a family. Um, I don't know for those that are, there's, you know, it was just so much to it. There was OSHA, there was, uh, fumigation, there was, Vendors, there was just so much information. I, I said, wow, this is a lot bigger than what most people think. You know, you think of the pest control guy as the gardener that just shows up on Friday, does his job, and he's off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes into it to what we do to provide for the customers. But to answer your question, I think that E. Cola has been a, a, a very great place for people that are real and care and want to do better for the community, for their customers, and for themselves. You know, we're a big family. We, we work together like a family would. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So you would suggest people try us out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. it's not a short-term tryout. I no. I mean, want people that are going to stay and grow with For us. For the long haul, yeah. Yes. Be ready to uh, make it's a career. bugs your life. Yeah. You know, in term of, and it's fun. There's a lot to it, you know, and you're dealing with a living organism, and uh, we have so many cool techniques and equipment and things that you would need to learn. If, if you need to stimulate your mind constantly, this is the place to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So one thing about you, Daniel, that I recognize and I know is that you have a humble spirit and you also are learning all the time. You are constantly taking in information. You always want to learn and you're always willing to do whatever's necessary to get the job done. And I think that that is a key to a champion. It's somebody that really has got a servant's heart, but also has just had that desire to serve and to learn more. And that's a sign of a real leader, in my opinion. Thank you. So, you know, you progress pretty quickly in the company, and it's just because you are there and you're asking the questions and you're, whenever anybody's needing anything, your name is first to come up to say he can take care of it. He, he can handle it. And I think that's an amazing thing. We have a lot of wonderful employees working for us, and I feel very blessed, very fortunate at Ecola to have the team that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a certain culture. I think very highly of. I just, I, I think it's a wonderful culture. So we don't have much time left. If if this was the only time that you could talk to as many people as you could talk to, because there's a lot of people listening right now, what would be the advice you would give those listening? And I want you to do it from an employee standpoint, from a dad standpoint, from a husband standpoint. No pressure. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! It's just like work, isn't Repeat it? Repeat the question. <laughs> well, I, I think just the ability to use the beautiful <laughs> senses that most of us have that God gave us, which is your eyes, ears, and mouth. You know, uh, your arms are here to use for purposeful things that are 
to build and build greater things for yourself. Listen, pay attention, and and choose your words wisely. I think it's a huge uh, way of living. Wow. That's really big. We could stop right there and hit a home run. Okay. okay. So that would is that for employee? Is that for father? Is that for That's for husband? all of them. Yeah, you okay. got to listen to Add the a little needs. more yeah. to the husband one. The husband one. Yeah. Oh. Talk to the husbands out there. Tell them tell them what you've learned or tell them what they need to do in order to have a You know, a we happy... go out there and work hard and and we do it for the purpose and hopefully most of us and I know myself do it for the purpose of caring and providing for that family. Um, don't forget what your purpose is. I mean, yes, you're doing it for your family, but you also got to make sure that that's not the only thing that you're doing. You got to take some time to, to get to know them and, and be a part of their life and, and put your feelings to the side and everything that you're working so hard for and, and just value them for a minute. Value them for a minute. That's awesome. Words of encouragement. Fatherhood. Fatherhood. Um, Pay attention. Take the time to uh, share with your daughters. Daughters are daughters are. This would be a lot more than a minute conversation, but daughters uh, have given me so many more things for me than I've given to them. They've taught me patience, care, um, sensitivity, empathy. There's a lot that they have given me. So just uh, get to know them, spend time, and build trust with them. Thank you so much, Daniel Soto, uh, E. coli, termite, and pest control for this show. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Bye-bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.